This is Managing Mayhem. Presented by Two Lawyers and a Layman. Because good intentions are not a legal defense. Welcome to Managing Mayhem with Patty, Jeff, and Jack. Um, Summer is here, and that means teenagers are looking for summer jobs, employers are looking for summertime employees. It all sounds great, it is great, but ultimately, uh, people are going to have to abide by child labor laws, and uh, we have a bunch of questions from listeners today that we're going to tackle, answer, and hopefully come up with some solutions. You know, I think back on my teenage job, I worked for a photo booth and it was a great job, except they did require us for quality control to go through everyone's photos. Uh, that is I don't slightly <laughs> invasive. That is fun. such a privilege. <laughs> it is a privilege. Like, can you imagine that now with people's iPhones? Like, I'm just no. going to swipe through your photos. It's also why none of my <laughs> friends brought their photos to be developed. <laughs> yeah, totally. At my photo booth. <laughs> oh, we're just going to have some teenagers look through your pictures real quick. <laughs> the most mean group of people will be looking at your photos the, from your the vacation. The most judgmental group of people. Where you thought you felt confident in your swimsuit, teens are looking at it and they're hating on him privately and they have the negative so look out yeah <laughs> it's, it's a real horror show yeah my i had a job at the, at the disney store in the mall yeah so one day the manager came came to me and i was like hey jeff uh we really need to start moving some of these uh, cinderella carriages and so you really need to work on your upsell of, <laughs> of this 160 dollar life-size this, carriage guess, jeff, did you tell the person my my boss is making me do this yeah no i was i was totally that that's a cool out, employee put out yeah. high school employee like hey uh i'm just talking to you real quick you do not have to entertain this idea but uh my boss is making me walk around with this, so... Yeah, just as long as you come out looking like not a pushy person, it's good. <laughs> okay. As we go through these listener questions, you do have to keep in mind that there are both federal and state labor laws that you have to follow when it comes to hiring and employing minors. And I'm not just talking about the ones panning for gold. Oh, Please no. stop. Oh, I knew someone was going to go <laughs> for that, and you did it, you sick freak. It was, it was good. It's funny. All right. Dad jokes are everything. <laughs> Minors are life. humans that are under the age of 18. With an OR. Exactly. <laughs> so when looking at federal and state laws, you have to apply whatever's most protective for those minors. Okay. Right. So make sure you're contacting your attorney to review all state and federal requirements yeah, if absolutely. you are going to hire a minor. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so first question is Mike from Washington. All Hello, right. Mike. Um, Hi, Mike. He says, we want to hire a person, but they're 16 years old, and they will only be here for three weeks. Can we just 1099 the employee? Okay, so no. Uh, 1099. <laughs> no, no, Mike. Yeah, the 1099, those are reserved for legally classified independent contractors. And these are people who typically have their own business, you know, they have their own insurance, several clients. So for most minors, other than Jeff, when you had that, that sweet lawn mowing. Oh, that was, that was a good gig. That yeah. was better than but the Disney store. That was all under the table. <laughs> uh, they must be classified as employees, temporary, part time. Um, they have to be an employee. Right. And when you're employing minors, you do have to have them fill out a W-4, an I-9, all the other employment-related documents that you have in your handbook and policies. Do not skip any of these steps just because 
You're like, hey, they're a kid, so. But it's so easy to it. skip steps. <laughs> Everybody horrible. does, and it's it's horrible yeah, because right. there's huge fines for one thing. Right, absolutely. Uh, it's, a ch- it's a child, for God's sake. They have laws. <laughs> yes. Um, the next question is Sam from Utah. Sam says, "Hi, Sam." Hello, Sam. Sup, Sam. Um, my cousin has a 13-year-old who wants to help us make copies of documents. If we hire her, is this legal? It's a good question, Sam, because everyone thinks that just because the person's related to them, the age doesn't really matter, and they can work at their diner right. or they can work right. at a store or something like that. But really. You can't. The federal law states that the minimum age of employment is 14. They can't be less than 14 years old. So in your case, no, since the cousin's 13 years old, there are some exceptions for when you're working for a parent or uh, delivering newspapers, which doesn't really happen anymore. Dying art. <laughs> right, right. You got another problem. So make sure you're requiring proof of age when hiring. I mean, even that photo booth job. You know, I worked there for six months and I at my whopping $2.10 an hour. And they Ooh. said, you are 18, right? And I'm thinking, you never asked me my age. I'm 16. And so not my bad, but you have to make sure you're verifying it because that could be a right. violation of the law. Mm. So you got to mm-hmm. show proof either through a birth certificate, driver's license, you know, anything yeah. right. that the state or federal law requires. A lot of teenagers are really excited. They want to get a job. And so they may misrepresent that they are of age to be in that position. So you do have to verify. Otherwise, you're going to be held liable if something happens. And also, if, if you show a Blockbuster card for verification, that's really good because then you definitely have to be over the age of 30. Does anyone actually have any of those anymore? <laughs> Flat out, no. There's no such thing. Okay, now we have another question from Rachel from Idaho. How would we handle a request from a parent to be involved in his or her child's employment? For example, what if the parent insists on being present for uh, any disciplinary action meeting? So this is really the result of helicopter parenting. We see it a lot where parents are really wanting to step in, be involved, codependent, enmeshed, whatever word you want to use or your therapist in the teenager's. Um, employment. So generally, we recommend that you don't interact with the parents in anything right. employment related. There is actually no legal requirement to involve the parents in hiring, disciplining, or firing. So I would say, no, don't do it. Right. And you can politely tell the parents who are trying to insert themselves that, hey, all communication must be between us and the employee. Additionally, if they want to discuss disciplinary action or <laughs> anything that's taken place since the minor's been employed, Again, explain that those discussions are between you and the employee. And that's that. Hmm. Absolutely. Um, okay, this is another question about parents' involvement from an anonymous person, mysterious, in okay. Colorado. Hello, Colorado. Okay, so they ask, what if their parents indicate that they will not allow you to interact with their child without them present? For example, they say that we have to be there during a a discipline or a training, an interview especially. My suggestion to that, Jack, is that state that this is not allowed, either in the interview process or in any employment, um, discipline, coaching, training. So basically, the child's not going to work for you. That sounds harsh, but that's just the reality. Another tip when parents are trying to contact you as the employer, let the employee know saying hey your parents are calling asking about you know whatever but communicate that to the employee saying this is an issue and have them try and address it with their parent versus 
you right. trying to be the moderator of the family dynamics. Your mom uh, won't leave me alone and I'm scared. <laughs> right. She's frightening me. <laughs> you also have no idea whether the employee actually authorized the parent's call. So you right. could face a really irate teenager who claims you violated their privacy. And I don't really want to oh, go there. I have even thought about that. This is all really interesting because I would have thought that parents could be involved um, because just they are minors. But it's really interesting that actually... That is not right. The if someone's old enough to get a job, they're old enough to yeah. have communications with the employer employee. And I, I actually have that seen sense. some minors hide behind their parents when they think they're going to get discipline. Yep. It's not just oh, the parent inserting right. themselves. And, you know, that's not cool either. It's like, no, if you want this job, you can't have your parent call for you. Yeah. Communicate that up front that you're our point of contact, not your mom. Right. Or dad. Right. Exactly. Because then you're like daycare. Yeah, because even in, in adult employment situations, sometimes, well, my spouse is going to talk to you on my behalf. No, we don't allow that. So we don't allow it to occur with a minor and their parent. They are the employee. If they want to be employed, yeah. they're going to have to communicate directly with you. Obviously, if there's an emergency or something like that, right. that's yeah. different. But generally, that's the nature of their relationship. Employee, employer, and it should just be that. Correct. No parents involved. Okay, so moving on to contracts. Can you require a minor employee to sign a non-compete, non-disclosure, other contract? So is this a listener question or a Jack question? Or is this this is Jack me personally. Question? I have a lot of I have a lot of fourteen-year-olds competing with my business. You know, Jack. I remember one of you guys had a friend. Her name is Hannah, and she worked at a thrift shop when she was in high school. And they had her sign a non-compete agreement. Wait, <laughs> did they really? Yeah. They're like the Salvation Army is stealing all. All of our young entrepreneurs. <laughs> That's a tight market. It's not illegal to enter into a contract with a minor, but the contract is voidable at the discretion of the minor. So what that means is that it's valid unless or until the minor says or decides they want to void the agreement. So they really don't hold water. No. Basically, what the courts are looking at is they feel a minor, I know this sounds harsh, but they're not considered of sufficient legal capacity to understand what right. they're signing. And so that's why yeah. usually those are voidable. The other thing is, is I don't understand really why you would want to non-compete because those are reserved for the highest level employees. And so that's just really not going to pass legal muster at all. Okay, so let's talk about drug testing minors at work. Can oh, you do that? Failed. Can you do it? Okay, first of all, check with your state law. I've said it once, I'll say it again. Uh, check with your state law. However, the general rule is a minor can consent to a drug test, but it is not enforceable unless the minor's parent or guardian also consents. Okay, so, so you then need the parent actually in that case. Right, this is different than a contract. This is actually a medical exam or yep. a medical test that they're doing. And so typically the company will require the parental consent as a separate signature line on the paperwork and as well as the employee signature mm -hmm. line. And that's what you typically see on drug testing forms. Yeah. I would not go there on any medical exam like a drug test without consent of the parent dual right. consent and hipaa forms they have to be signed by an adult a parent or guardian so right and on the back side of that once you get the result you don't disclose it to the parents unless you have the consent of the minor so just because they consented to doing the test that doesn't mean you can just give the parents the results of the test it has to go to the employee first the minor right. employee Okay. Yeah, there might be some state laws, medical, you know, mm -hmm. laws that are vary on that, but check your state law on that. Okay. Our next question is from Dan in Oregon. And Dan 
is asking if they can hire a teenager to do a job that requires driving. Okay, so is it driving to and from the job site or the job actually requires driving? The job actually requires driving. Okay, so some states are actually more lenient than federal law here, so you have to be really careful to apply the strictest law. Federal law states that employees 16 years of age and under may not drive motor vehicles on public roads as part of their jobs, even if they possess a valid driver's license, insurance, and all that. So there's a very narrow window, and that is 17 years old with a lot of restrictions. So anyone 16 and under, no, on public roads. Right, right. And those 17-year-old restrictions, requirements, you have to have all of these, and there are six of them. First being the driving is limited to daylight hours. Second, that they hold a valid state license. Third, they've completed a state approved driving course and have had zero moving violations or infractions. Wow. At the time does, how many teenagers that are 17 don't have an infraction? I didn't. <laughs> Jack, I remember I was at work and you called me and you said, Mom, guess what? You're going to be so proud of me. Mm-hmm. I did not get a ticket today when I got pulled over. And I said, why should I be proud about that? And he goes, I channeled your lawyering skills and talked myself out of it. That's right. Well, I got the call before he called you saying, oh, God, Jeff, I got pulled over. What do I do? How do I tell mom? So did you tell him what to, do I to, say? To, to, to compliment me? Slight collaboration, but I right. got the initial call of panic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Additional restrictions on 17-year-olds, if it's not enough on the first three, is that obviously you have to have seatbelts for driver and passenger. Um, they must be used and they must be instructed on how to use them and when to use it, always. And then they can't drive a vehicle that exceeds 6,000 pounds gross vehicle weight. So that's going to take out commercial driving. And last but not least is that it can't be a primary part of their job, that driving. It can't be more than one third and it has to be really incidental. Oh, so, right. you know, it very oh, limited. <laughs> It's so many restrictions. Why would you even at that point hire someone to drive? <laughs> like Exactly. It's so bad. For like one year. One Seriously. year. Right? <laughs> Are there additional restrictions on 17-year-old drivers? Yeah, just a couple it? more. They can't drive towing vehicles or uh, run delivery routes or sales routes. Wait, so what about pizza delivery? I feel like that's got to be a high school job. Well, they... They cannot. They specifically prohibit 17-year-olds from doing any time-sensitive deliveries, and they can't go beyond 30-mile radius of their employment, transport more than three people, and they also can't transport people for hire, so they couldn't be Uber drivers. So no pizza delivery, no Uber. What the federal government is telling you is we don't want people driving that are teenagers, and we're going to have a very narrow window for 17-year-olds, but that is it. Just imagine a bunch of 17-year-olds just flying around to get that pizza oh there in 30 minutes or less right like that's the that's the whole <laughs> prohibition against it like they don't want to advocate for that the okay. fines here on this driving and some of these child labor fines are huge they could be up to ten thousand mm. dollars for a violation so be very careful yeah okay there's a lot here is there anything else to keep in mind any extra tips just Keep in mind that, again, there's going to be restrictions on number of hours worked under some state laws and federal law. Children under 18, all children are under 18. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that, honestly, I didn't even think twice. <laughs> uh, minors may not work in certain hazardous occupations. There's right. a long list of excavation, explosives. I don't know why you would have some 15-year-old working with explosives, fireworks, I guess. 
Mining. <laughs> because they're literal miners. They're miners who are miners and they're yeah, no. go. The other thing to keep in mind is you also are going to have OSHA, which is that safety agency that you're going to have to be careful to comply right. with any regulations. I know some construction sites have miners wearing neon vests and not being involved with any power-driven machinery. So a lot of laws you got to check first. Right. Okay. You got to check with your state. Like I said, said it, I've said it before. He's the state and federal man. <laughs> state and federal. And consult with your lawyer before hiring. And remember, just because they're related to you doesn't mean they can automatically work for you. Okay. You know, I think it's a great opportunity to get teens in the workforce. And with our very low unemployment, we rely on teens. But the laws are very strict. Do not think that the adult laws are the same that apply to minors. So, again, be very careful here. Yeah. Thank you for those questions. We really appreciate it. All right, guys. I hope you're enjoying your summertime and that you have a great week that's teenage mayhem free. And if you have any more uh, scenarios or questions, feel free to email us at admin at mnwlegal.com. We're happy to answer them. And listen, I believe the teens are our future. Train them well and let them lead the way. It's heavy. Elegant. I believe the teens are <laughs> okay. future. Have a great week. Have a great week. <laughs> Bye. Talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs> Managing Mayhem is presented by Management Northwest and Management Southwest and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without prior written consent. By listening to this podcast, you understand that we, or at least two of us, are lawyers, but we are not your lawyers. Therefore, nothing we say on the podcast should be taken as legal advice or considered to create an attorney-client relationship. It is solely meant for your educational and informational purposes. The podcast should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from an attorney licensed in your state. Please be aware that listening to lawyers can cause side effects such as migraine, self-doubt, and also maybe cure insomnia. But you know what? Trust your own judgment where you're not your mom.